Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. Whew. Uh, we Ryan and I are still recovering from draft week. We weren't at the draft, but Vegas is... Vegas can wear you out, <laughs> man. Vegas sure. and traveling can wear you out. Um, the first time that Ryan and I have been to a city where the draft is being held, I don't, I don't know about you, man. And I know the Saints will have a first-round pick next year, but I'm already kind of looking at Nashville. Like, oh! I, and, and Dr. Lindsay Mitchell said, she said, come on through. I'm just saying, might have to make a trip to Tennessee next year. But before we talk about next year, we got to recap this entire draft for the Saints. And we could we could talk about some maybe some like just teams or NFL things in general um, that that happened in this draft. Um, so let me before we kind of get into like the breakdown. So we recut we we recapped round one. After we recap round one on Wednesday, kind of went over all the Saints picks, and we can dive deeper into that. But just to recap, if you've been living under a rock, rock, excuse me, the Saints in the first round, they traded up from 16 to 11 to draft Chris Olave. Thank God. Pick 19, they stayed pat, and they drafted Trevor Penning. Um, And then they had their second round pick, pick 49 in the second round. Um, they drafted Alante Taylor, and that's a very controversial pick that we'll get into. Um, and then they didn't have a pick because they traded up for Chris Olave. They gave up the third and fourth round pick, so they didn't have a, a pick until the fifth round where they drafted um, DeMarco Jackson, linebacker out, out of Appalachian State. And then finally, they ended their drafts with drafting Jordan Jackson, sixth round defensive tackle from Air Force um, profiles to be more of a kind of a penetrating defensive tackle. Just overall, this the same strap in totality. What are your, what are your thoughts? Just kind of like, eh, like just like the typical, uh, I typically feel about the Saints draft, like in totality. You know, usually, you know, sometimes you don't get one player. Like, so at least we got that. I got one player I love, you know, in, in Chris Olave. Pinning, you know, I didn't hate pinning, but I was just kind of like, yeah. Then after that, it was just like, <laughs> you know, that, that you know, whatever emoji. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Okay. Like, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Spending time looking at some of the players, I didn't look at everybody because, you know, honestly, just in Saints fashion, it's hard to find cut-ups of the dudes they draft. <laughs> but just doing my research, you know, it it if it meets their it meets what they look, it meets what they like. You know what I'm saying? Dudes with like, 
you know, meet the athletic scores that they like. Um, you know, they play dudes that play with a lot of attitude. They win all defense after the first round, you know. And it's all said, that's that's enough. Enough fun and games. Exactly. And, you know, we were limited on picks after, you know, all the trades and all the moves and stuff. So, you know, it was uh, it was just a typical Saints draft. I, I'm not coming away super, super, super excited. But I'm not, you know, I'm not down on the draft or nothing like that. Like, uh, what was it, 2020? Where I'm just like, uh, what, uh, what, 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 like, what did we do? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or oh, even last year, shit. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was excited about Paulson the Depot, and then after that, I, I was kind of like meh. And then Pete Warner, Pete Warner, a huge surprise. And honestly, the the success of last year draft, last year's draft really hinges on Peyton Turner. If we're honest, if he can be a good to great defensive end, then that's a damn good draft. And if he doesn't hit, then it it, it changes the outcome of that yes. draft very, very quickly. Even if they do, even if they did get two starters from it, but with this draft, I felt like, and I and I tweeted it, and I tweeted it, but I said that. After the first round, like the later picks really fell 2018, 2020-ish to me. Yeah, yeah. Like they were just like, all right, kind of got our guys. And we're and I think the player I really want to focus on is um Alante Taylor. Hold up, I'm saying this name right, right? Alante Taylor. When he was drafted, okay, the first things that everyone said. And if you and if you looked on Twitter, if you heard like the the breakdown of him, everyone was talking about him being a great special teams player. Yeah. And I'm just like and I I, I kind of made peace with it. I was like, well, it makes sense because if they're gonna play him at safety, then they're kind of feeling a need, right? You know, yeah. put him at safety and go from there. But after the draft, I I feel like this could be a very Zach Bond type of pick where it's just like, they're like, no, we, we envision him as a corner. And then I was like, okay, you guys got Marshawn Lattimore, Paul Sinodipo, Radley Roby, CD Deuce in the nickel. Um, and I'm, I may be forgetting some, I don't know if you really count Crin Carly or what have you, but you, you know, he's like the fifth corner on the team right now. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue I have what about this pick is if you just looked at it in totality, I, 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 I'd be very curious to see what their draft board and their cloud is. Cause you got to tell me with a straight face that Taylor was a better player than Trey McBride, right? Yeah. The t- tight end one, like the undisputed tight end in this class, he goes, he goes to Arizona and I'm just like, maybe, what, what am I seeing that they're not seeing? I give them, a, I give him as a player the benefit of the doubt because typically Jeff Ireland, when it comes to secondary, um, has has hit. There has been a, you know a few misses, you know, the trail, the trail Johnson Johnson, right? The trail Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, who else am I thinking of? Uh, Kareem Moore. Like they yeah. just didn't work out, right? But they were later round picks. So I, I give some benefit of the doubt, but part of it just goes into did like why him? Like I just want like their draft, their their draft grading and and scouting just seems a little off to me sometimes. It does. 
comparative to like the rest of the league. Because everything I read had him as a day three guy. Like I, I really do question like if they didn't draft him, I think they could have got him in day three, like like fifth or sixth round, you know, maybe even undrafted, man. Like seriously. And I know that, you know, and who knows? We I, there's no way I could predict that, but it's like from what I could see in his career, he hasn't done nothing to earn a top. And I don't even think he expected to go in the second. Right? That, that's hot. 49, bro. Yeah. He went he went higher than Pete Warner did last year. That's saying you're a top 50 player. You're a top 50 player. That that to me, and I know I haven't watched a ton of them. I, all I could find was a couple of Tennessee defense um, versus like other teams. Yep, that's the same thing I've done, bro. And it's, and it's hard. Kind of, you're trying to find number two, and you're like, yep, eh, yep. <laughs> no, that was number one. But no, well, he was number one. That was number one. <laughs> one making plays. I'm like, well, <laughs> but that is like, you know, when I look at him and I read about him, uh, I read, you know, people I respect like Tony Pauline and uh, you know other people. You know, he does. He kind of reminds me a little bit of P.J. Williams when he was coming out, but also in his look, he kind of reminds me of uh, just the way he plays of uh, of Keenan Lewis a little bit. Like mm. I don't, he's not as tall as Keenan, but he just he has length to him. He has these long yeah, arms. He does, and and he I can see him playing a being like a boundary corner that has to play a certain way. Like if you remember Keenan Lewis, uh, you know he would have trouble against like the shifty type yep, of absolutely. receivers and stuff. But if you give him a guy like a big body, like, big body to just run nine routes or something like that, you stick him on him, he could do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Because he had like I said, he has those long arms. He gets his hands on the ball. You know, uh he has really it seems like he has really good instincts. Everything I read about him, you know, he's a high IQ type football player. So I do think, you know, them starting with him as a cornerback I don't think it's a bad idea, but I do think ultimately, you know, he would be kind of like a nickel slash safety kind of guy. But the question after that is like, when and where does he play? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who? That, that's what I'm it's, saying, man. It's like, bro, like, you tell me you had no other needs. None, bro. <laughs> you had no other needs where you're just going to take at 49 a developmental <laughs> CB slash DB slash safety type. Like really, really? It, it, and I just put it into comparison, and I, I tweet I, Nick. You know, our guy Nick on Twitter, uh, Nicholas eighty four, tweeted something, and I quote tweeted it, and I just said, watching this, and I, I want to say this right. We we kind of said before this draft, if they kind of just gave us one route receiver in the first round, like we'd be content, right? But I think what made it even more egregious. Is in when you get to round two, 49, there were still George Pickens on the board. There was still Trey McBride on the board. Like there were still, and I look at a, a team like the Steelers, right? There's a perfect example of this in oh. terms of, I mean, we could go back to uh, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Matavis, or was it Matavis Bryant? Before he had his yeah. issues, um, everybody I like just receiver Chase <laughs> Chase Claypool. Um, 
who else am I forgetting? A.B., I know he did, you know, he came did late. Sam Washington? No, this, this, James Washington. James Washington, James Washington. They just, it, and then even, even with tight end, right? Pat Firemuth, right? They drafted him in the second round last year. He was one of the best young tight ends in the game last year. They just reload on weapons. And I feel like, I don't know, like the Saints just feel like archaic. They just want to get just a couple, like just enough. Or just enough to get by. Which is just crazy to me because of what this, like, for the last 15 years, 15 plus years, offense is what they've been known for. You know what I'm saying? The Saints offense. They've been an offensive-led team. Now, we know for the last couple of years, it's been a defensive-led team, but it's just crazy to me that they they just still want to lean into that. Like, they want to be this, like, a defense heavy team, team, which is like, I guess, okay, I guess that's what you want to do, but, like, bro, 2022, like, I go watch the NFL last year, like, <laughs> go watch the playoffs. Like, yes, so, you got to have, you got to have a defense, like, you got to have a good defense, man, but, man, you got to put up points, bro. Points. You got to. I keep bringing up the Steelers in just terms of, like, contrast, right? So, just even just this draft, right? So, Steelers went out and they got the quarterback of the future at 20. And that rarely happens. And we don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to work out or what have you. But let's just hypothetically say he does. He is coming into a situation and a team that has Deontay Johnson, Clay Chasepool, in the draft, the tight, or excuse me, the, the Steelers got George Pickens. In the sec- they got George Pickens in the second round. In the fourth round, they got one of the fastest wide receiver prospects in this yeah. draft. Calvin Austin. Austin, you got, yes. You got, you got Najee Harris from a, from a pick, first-round pick last year. And Pat Fire moves with a second. Like, Kenny Pickett is, you know, besides the offensive line being terrible, the guy still do some things to fix offensive line, which is huge, and I understand that. I'm not trying to understate that. But Kenny Pickett is walking into a situation, bro, where he is not going to – like, if he fails, it's not going to be because of talent around him. Exactly. Exactly. If he fails, it's because he's not good. You know what I'm saying? Period. So, like, like, that's what I'm talking about. So, why not do that with Jameis, who we know is, you know, we know what Jameis is. Jameis is a top 20, top 15 to 20-ish type quarterback. So, why not just give him every opportunity to succeed, man? Don't let him fail. Like, just give him weapons, bro. You know, and I know they did that. Okay, they got Chris Olave. That's, like, that's great. Like, we Huge. go look at, the, look at the video. We was celebrating like we won, you know. Playoff game, bro. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like, we, like we won. You know what I'm saying? We ain't win shit. It's happy, bro. Like, what's so hard about that? Why don't Why don't you bring in a running back or a tight end or something, man? But of course, after the draft, you DFA season. People get wide receivers. They get running backs. They get everything. Tight ends. They get everything. It's like this team is just so predictable, bro. I just I want them to surprise me one day. Right. And and I think the point going to Jameis is unlike any other team in the NFL when it comes to, like, getting a quarterback of the future, whether that be trading for a quarterback, you know, that, you know, becomes annoyed and, you know, disinterested and wants to be traded out of the team they're currently in, or potentially getting a quarterback in next year's draft, although I'm not big on next year's draft class of quarterback or what what have you. The Saints have the least amount of assets to get that done. 
right? Because they traded so many things, right? They don't have a first round next year. They don't have a 2024 or a second rounder in 2024. So in terms of their ability to go and get a potential quarterback, if Jameis doesn't work out, like they're SOL. So the fact that they drafted a cornerback who at most is going to be cornerback five um, starting the season is very perplexing. Although I'll say, I'll say this a little bit and I know it, I know people aren't going to want to hear it, but a couple of, during the season, before or last season, lean up to free agency, what did we say? Saints weren't going to let Marcus Williams walk. There's no way. No way. He's gone, right? Yeah. Trey Hendrickson, it was more 50-50, but I, I had felt that he had played himself with this with the flat cap at that time. I felt he had played himself, you know, out of the Saints price range of what they were going to be able to offer him. I kind of saw the Trey Hendrickson one, but they lost Trey Hendrickson. They didn't retain Marcus Williams. I think there's this perception that getting a deal done with CD, like it's it's got to happen, right? Got to happen. CD, so he he's like he's like blood of the, the defense. There's no way they lock, they, they let CD walk, right? Saying, bro, <laughs> like we Here's another thing I'm waiting on somebody to talk about, but his contract is going to be interesting. Because he is a safety, like his his position is safety, but he predominantly plays as a quarterback. Nickel. He's a nickel. He's a nickelback. Yeah. And so you, so you would have I I I would have to look it up, but I believe I think a good basis of the, where the contract would start is what um, I believe he plays for the Bengals. What Mike Hilton got from the Bengals, because right. um, he's he's like a top three nickel top four nickel in the league and i don't remember what that contract was they signed him what is it two years ago yeah they signed him two years ago that would kind of be what i guess the starting point would be for cd's contract because the saints are going to try to pay him like a safety and cd's going to be like uh fuck that fuck that that's what i'm saying and it's it's just going to be interesting like it's it's going it's going to be a battle because, like, just that label has kept him out of the Pro Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, because, you know, when they look at safeties, they look at their tackles, they look at all this. He's not going to have those numbers. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to have all the interceptions, all the numbers, because he, he's covering. He's a coverage guy. Yeah. I just looked up, I just looked up Mike Hilton's contract. He's a, he signed a four year deal for $24 million for like, so that's like, what? That's not, that's not. That's kind of that's obviously very cheap. It's like a lot lower than I thought it was, and I know CD's going to want more no. than that. He's going to want more than that, bro. You know? Easily. So it's it's just one of those interesting things. I think you know, and I do. You know, I see your point where you know they could be you know give, filling in some gaps to where you know maybe they might need to let mm-hmm. CD do his go. I would hate it, but you know, I mean, that's part of the game. Just like Marcus Williams. Um, you know, so it can happen. I don't think it can happen. Like Saints fans need to understand, it can happen. Like there's no player that's not that's not untouchable. None, none of, them. absolutely none. Um, do you have any thoughts? And I'd be I'll be honest. I did. First of all, it's almost impossible to find film of these dudes. Did you were you able to find anything on Marco Jackson or um, Jordan Jackson? I was able to find a little on Demarco. Um, 
just you know a lot of highlights. I couldn't really find like just cut ups, cut ups of the yeah. snaps, so I couldn't see where he was really vulnerable. But from what I could tell, is he's a he's definitely like an old school. Yes, eyes in front, like he's leaning forward. You watch him as a linebacker; he's on his tippy toes, leaning forward, and he coming. You know, so it is exciting to see. Like I mean, I like like it was if it was like. 2001, I'd be excited because that's like the type of player he is from what I can see. Um, he comes, he, he, he it's funny because he does remind me a little bit of Quan Alexander in the way he attacks, like he attacks those flats with a vengeance. Um, so there's some plus athleticism to him. There's some things to like. It's hard to know with linebackers. Like I kind of even, I, like me personally, I quit. Scouting linebackers after <laughs> Stephon Anthony. Because so, he, he was just, through. I was through, bro. Like, because I liked him. I, I tooted my home for him. He was like 1A and 1B with, with um, Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks. And after that, I was just like, you know what? I, I, I can't trust my eyes no more, man. I was just like, I can't trust myself. I, just just retired from the game. Retired from the game, bro. So, look, he has some things, he has some tools. You know, Willie's, you know, I doubt he'd be a starter immediately or anything like that. And, you know, with linebackers, it's so tough, man, because you can't even get three on the field these days. It's That's what two I'm saying. At, two at most. One or two. Yeah, two at most, man. So, like, he's going to be, a, you know, maybe a special teams demon and, you know, maybe a guy that comes in on certain snaps, maybe, you know, third quarter if you're playing with a lead, you know, maybe come in for some kind of, you know, weird packages, play or personnel packages they put together. Yeah, you know, down the line, maybe he can fill in. Uh, maybe I could see him as a middle linebacker. I don't think he'll play weak side. No, I hope. And, you know, the, but, you know, can, does he have the, the you know, mental aptitude to be, like, the guy in the middle, like a Demario Davis? I don't know. But, look, Demario Davis was, what, a second, third-round pick or something like that? Mm-hmm. So, you, so you don't know. You know, we'll see. Uh, and the other player, um, what's that, the guy from Air Force? Uh, Jordan Jackson. I couldn't find nothing on him, bro. Like, nothing, bro. Nothing, bro. That's, like, that's purely a height, weight, speed, like, just going off the numbers and thinking, you know, he could do something. And the thing about the Saints is, bro, they meet some of these players at, like, the NFL PA game and the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine game, and they just fall in love, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, I guarantee you, they, they met Alante Taylor – at the Senior Bowl, bro, and just loved them. They said, we want this guy. Like, fuck the tape, all that. They just loved him. And not that they, you know, targeted him or nothing, but however the draft fell, he was he had a higher grade than, you know, probably, you know, 75% of the league. That's- you know, whatever they saw at the Senior Bowl, like whatever they – whatever impression he made on them or whatever, you know, he – um and that's what they do. They do this every year, man. Every year, yep. there's some guy from the shrine, uh, the shrine game, or something. Like something, bro. Shrine game, NFL I think I, game, senior bowl. Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks was he was at the shrine game and blow him away. Like, oh, you're so athletic and this and that. It's like, bro, y'all just so predictable, bro. <laughs> um, let's. You brought up. It being UDFA season, and the Saints brought in, has, like you know, you said it, receivers, tight, tight end, running backs, some defensive backs, 
they have brought in a slew of players. Uh, how much is it? Uh, 17 actually, players? 17, man. 17. And, man, I was, I was, I said it a little jokingly, but like not super facetiously, in just that, man, some of the UD, UDFA is looking better than some of the players in draft in the later rounds, bro. Bro, like when you said, when you said, uh, what's the running back name? Uh, Abram Smith, bro. Abram Smith, when you say he looked better than Tony Jones Jr., I concur, motherfucker. I agree. Like, the shit I've seen of him, that shit looked better than anything Tony Jones Jr. did done, bro. Like, sign. Oh, I know he signed, but, like, start him now. <laughs> I don't need to see no more. No like, more, I bro. I don't even care. Like, I don't even care. Like, I don't even care. Maybe he might not be good, but just get Tony Jones Jr. on my face and see what Abrams can do, man, because this dude here, I'm not saying he's going to be, like, you know, just, like, you know, uh, Game changer running back, but man, he got a little juice to him, you know. He does. Um, and they signed him like they what yeah, pretty much a, I don't know if they signed him to like to, to max that you can sign a UDA. It was a lot. It's a lot, bro. It was like 220, 220k, bro. Nah, Saints Saints really been innovators in that game. Like I remember hearing, I think it was Andrew Brandt years ago talk about it, like how NFL teams kind of look down on other teams that like pay UDFAs like big money and guarantee money and all that stuff. Kind of like it's breaking like a unofficial rule or something like that. But I guess kind of like the Browns they, did. But like, what, like what, on, a, on, a, on a smaller scale. Yeah, like with the guarantee money. Yeah, something like, like that. Like a little unofficial game. Like, oh no, we don't want to do that to UDFAs, but Saints be like, fuck all that. Like, we want a guy, <laughs> we're going to guarantee him a little 20, you know, 200,000 or whatever it is. It's pennies to as far as like the NFL is concerned, you know what I'm saying? So if it takes that to lock up a player, like just do it. I'm, um, I'm watching Abram Smith right now, bro. He might be he might be RB RB2. <laughs> I'm about to say, bro. I'm just saying, bro. Man, got some juice to put him in a zone scheme, a gap scheme, boy. Let him I'm just saying, man, like it would it wouldn't shock me. I'm just saying like that. It wouldn't shock me if you know come, you know, April, I mean August 15th, we keep hearing about him and he break one off in the, in the preseason, pre-season game or something like that. So we'll see. You know, it's a long season. Uh, but that's one of the, you know, it's just crazy. It's so saintly that we got to get excited about <laughs> your face, bro. It's just some saint shit, man. It's like, I'm so sick of this shit. It is, it is, you know what's funny? It's always offensive players, bro. Always. Always. Like, what is it? What is it? <laughs> I think it's the fact that they hit on like people because they always talk about oh Pierre Thomas. We took up Pierre Thomas undrafted and uh we you know we we cut uh running back we 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 drafted the third round. Uh, oh like fuck. they oh. they just holding on to that for so long. And they look they have been blessed. They have found good players in undrafted, you know, undrafted free agency or whatever. But man, bros like do you have to lean on that so much, man? They lead in it hard too, bro. And it's what it's not just Pierre, it's Pierre, it's Chris Ivory. It's yeah. um fuck, who am I so, I'm forgetting? Um uh Troy uh, uh, Bell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyrie, Kyrie Robinson. There you go. There you go. That's who <laughs> I was thinking of. Yeah, it's uh, they just have this this thing in their mind, and who knows, man, maybe it'll work, but that's Callaway why undrafted, undrafted, Dwan Johnson. And that's uh, why I was just, and that's Lance why, Moore. 
with the whole Pickens not being drafted or not Pickens because I could potentially see why they Pickens had a lot of like off the field character shit. And I could potentially understand why they didn't want to draft Pickens, bro. But Trey McBride, bro? Like they could you couldn't draft Trey McBride? That's crazy to me, bro. Tight in one. I didn't even realize that I didn't realize that they passed on him. They passed on him for for Taylor. And I think it was maybe Nick uh on Twitter just kind of brought up the whole, you know, again, breaking up, bringing up something fallacy calls, right? They drafted Adam Troutman in, in the third round. They are now converting Taysom Hill, who's a quarterback, making him basically be a full-time tight end. They have to Johnson. They feel like they're good. They feel like they're good. I'm like, I'm like, Taysom Hill has a fucking Liz Frank injury, bro. Like he may Taysom miss. Taysom has a Liz Frank. Jawan Johnson has been bad. Like he's not been good. Like I don't understand what you're watching. He's not been a good player. He's been he's, I can't like he he's like a jag at this point. That's jack. what I'm saying. He's a jag. He's like, okay, yeah, he has some athletic traits. He looks good in, you know, in a football uniform. Um, he's caught a couple touchdowns. That's nice. But what has he shown to where, like, oh, I have faith in him being a starting tight end that's going to contribute heavily to my team? I haven't seen that. You know, you can't depend on that. And Troutman, like, come on now, man. Like, come on. Like, I get it. Like, you got to develop a, these players. It takes that's time. Something, that's something fallacy to me. That's something fallacy it to is, me, man. man. It is, bro. Because if you if you draft Trey McBride at forty nine, you have to admit that you got it wrong, right? That right. you missed that you missed on uh uh what was it a third round pick? Yeah, he was a third round pick that yeah. you missed on a third round pick. Well, maybe it was fourth round. I don't remember. Um, but I'm just thinking, we're talking so differently about this draft if they got Alave at eleven. Penning at 19, and I know Penning's a polarizing prospect, but he could be a decent left tackle. Now, will he be great? I don't know about that. Can he be at least decent? I think he could be decent. Um, and then if they were taking Trey McBride at 49, bro, like the whole entire bro. offense changed. The whole entire Because then you got Then he was like, a, he's a do-it-all tight end. So and he's know, an man. inline blocker. It's like, yeah, he's like, all, man. he's he's what they thought Adam Troutman was. But he was like exactly. way fucking better at it. <laughs> but the here's the crazy thing to me. You could have had Trey, Trey McBride, but you can still have Adam Troutman. Like, right. Like, like, one or the other. It doesn't have to be either or. Like, <laughs> God. like they could all get on the field. You could come up with packages. You can, you know, Troutman, you can, you can do all kinds of stuff. You got a seven-man line. You can do all kinds of stuff with multiple tight ends. You know what I'm saying? We had what? We had Jimmy Graham. We had Dave Thomas. We had uh, Josh Hill. We had so many players, so many tight ends. Like, what is, what is this? Oh, you would have had to cut like Jawan Johnson, like oh, <laughs> like that's fine, you know. Uh, it's this man over here making Instagram videos about it, you know his wife cut uh, shaving his nuts. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Jawan Johnson, bro! Oh my god, <laughs> I'll send it to you after the pod, bro. <laughs> He making a you there was a YouTube, I think it was like Instagram or or whatever, but like yeah, it was like his wife was like, you know, when your wife shaves your nuts for the first time or something like that. <laughs> I'm just like, what are we doing? Like I get oh, like God, you know, 
Yeah, Kitty's still starting that shit. This dude popping shrooms. <laughs> like, bro. Sir, I just, I just, I just sent it to you. Um, so, if you could give, and so I, I an activity I want to do later, not right now, but you know, maybe in a couple of weeks, we just throw and recap the entire off season, like from the DA hire to like everything, and then finally kind of put a final, final grade on it of the Saints off season. Um, you know, and just put a bow on it. But gotta talk about the news that came out today that Adam Schefter tweeted about something that, excuse me, Nick Underhill's been been hinting at, hinting at, excuse me, I can't talk. Been hinting at is uh, renewed interest because they didn't draft the safety in the draft. Although they, you know, everyone liking them some 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 smoke Monday, bro, not. Well, I watched a little bit of smoke, and I was like, "Oh, okay, all yeah, right." Yeah, I, I just started looking at a little bit of him. I was like, "Like, why, why is everybody talking about this smoke rabbits? Like, hey, everybody like smoke." And I was like, "Okay, they do it." Like, bro, one thing they do like those attitude dudes, bro. Absolutely, they like dudes with like them fu attitudes. They it's love. Why, it. It's why. It's why I honestly thought, and I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't know how I would have felt if. I, I probably would have preferred it if they would have just went Lewisine at 19, bro. Because yeah. he just, man, I watched him one game and I'm like, that's a Jeff Ireland safety, bro. Like, right, right. he just had that attitude, just a liquor, mm-hmm. bro. Um, and maybe they went offensive tackle when we had 49, but I, I digress. Um, but getting back to the renewed interest, they didn't draft the safety um, in, in Tyron Matthew. What are, what are your thoughts and potentially and again it's potential right he's not signed yet but if hypothetically if he is signed within the next couple of days how does that change your um impression of the defense uh, I guess it doesn't change it too much but I do feel I, I feel that you know bringing him in and what they got Taylor May I mean not Taylor May he's home trippers. Ooh, hopefully not Taylor Mays. Uh, Mar- Marcus May. <laughs> Marcus May. Where did Taylor Mays come from? Taylor Mays came from, bro. That's a throwback, man. <laughs> but that's the USC Pete yep. Carroll days. Like, yep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the defense is going to be different, man. It's not going to – you're not going to have that stupid rangy Marcus Williams back there to keep everybody safe. So I think they are going to have to get free – they uh pretty creative because I mean, bro, they're gonna have a lot of safeties, man. Like you bring in Tyrion, Tyrion Matthew, you bring Honey Badger, so that means you got you know, you got Marcus May, um, Honey Badger, PJ, PJ Williams, PJ Williams, Daniel Sorensen, Daniel Sorensen, the injured dude from Tampa with Justin Evans or whatever. Yes. Yeah, Justin um, Evans. I don't know. I always want to call him Jordan Evans for a but yes. And, and you got uh, Alante Taylor, which is a cornerback. I feel like he's kind of slash safety in that mix. So that's a lot of DBs. That's not even including your corner, like your official cornerbacks. So you got a lot of DBs. So I think, you know, you're going to see some interesting things on defense, some cover four, cover three, cover two, a lot of mixing it up, you know, a lot of you know, I could see them. If it was me, I would I would let Tyran Matthew just kind of roam and be like 
just be kind of like a like a just a thief in the night, you know, because he, he's kind of known for that. He kind of yep. yep. People, you know, he kind of takes off. I wouldn't say take off, but he kind of just does his own thing a little bit. And I would lean into that. I would be like, look, bro, I want you to just kind of, we're going to protect you here, here, and there. You know, here's just one responsibility. Here's two. You know, you go and be that playmaker you can do. So if that's the case, I'm always also interested, like, where's this information coming from? Because Adam Schefter tweeted it. So I wonder if, like, Tyron Matthews' agent and the Saints kind of already have something, like the framework of a deal worked out. They probably still got to, you know, Fine-tune some details, guaranteed money, injury, and all that shit. But the the, the framework was already there because when it was reported that he visited with the Saints, it, it was like confront. Like everybody reported that this isn't to sign a deal. Like everybody was like, all the people reported like, make sure this is not a, like an imminent deal. But you know, this is just kind of a team trying to get to know each other and this and that. I'm like, why are these people saying this? You know what I'm saying? It was, it was weird to me. I, I never heard. That type of stuff, like it's like, oh, they're just trying to get to know each other. And da, 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 da. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Man? Right. So that tells me that you know they kind of got something, you know, some kind of framework worked out, which is, you know, look, I like Tyran Matthew. He was, I loved him at LSU. I loved him. I love him as a player. Um, uh, I, he's getting a little older now, so I don't know, you know. Like people, I know a lot of old LSU fans, they're excited about it. You know, what can he bring to the table? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, just bringing him in, I think, would be a good addition to the defense. Yes, uh, I agree with wise. that. You know what I'm saying? It, it'll be a good addition. And I, I think we're, we're going to, I think we're going to see a different defense, bro. It's going to be a little different. Um, it could be, it could be really good. It could be like a really good defense if, you know, team, everybody's healthy, you know, and, you know, if, if Peyton Turner, Kind of hits that kind of mark where look he doesn't have to be elite. Nope. Say he's just like a just like a good contributing pass rushing slash run defender, and say you know did uh, two first continues what he was doing you know towards the end of last year where he was just killing it. He's you know he's healthy, comes back healthy, and he does his thing. Cam Jordan was on a tear towards the end of last year. You know, hopefully he doesn't drop off much. You know, you got a, uh, you know, Onyemata. They, you know, they signed a few uh, defensive Contav- tackles. Contavia Street and Contavia uh, Street stuff like that. You know, you got Johnson. your linebackers. You know, Pete Werner maybe he takes a step forward. He was already pretty good. Uh, I'm still like Quine, man. Quine, bring man, back, bro. Like, man, like he he, he visited with he visited with the Jets. Like, come on back, Quine. Shit. Come on back. I mean, nobody, man. Just go ahead and throw him a couple millions, man. Throw him two, three, four million or something, you know? Like, that's my thing, bro. All about division for me, bro. If you want to be a defensive-led team, then do it, man. Like, go be a great defense. Right. You know? Will it get you to the Super Bowl? No, it won't. (laughs) But, you know, go be a great defense. And I think they feel like they just got enough offense. I don't agree. Um, Mickey Loomis said, like in his presser, that they still have musts on their board as far as when they look at the whole team, they have their stickers up and there's holes, you know, there's gaps when they look on the board where they should have players and there's some of must, some of some needs. He said they still have some musts there. You know, I assume one of those was safety. 
Yes. Damn, I'm hoping one of them is like running back or something, man. Like, damn. Some, and I, I, it's funny you say that because I was going to segue and ask you if they sign Matthew, does that, that I would I would assume that means that Jarvis Landry isn't coming. And I think, you know, them drafting Olave potentially put a kibosh on Jarvis Landry coming as well. You think so? Yeah, I, I, I kind of think so. Too. I think it's going to be one of. I think it's going to be. I, I think it's one of the other, and then because safety is such a huge need, and they haven't really addressed it. You know, they didn't address it in the draft. Uh, I just, you know, I just get the sense that it'll be it'll be Matt Matthew, and but it's interesting to trying to figure out like what is that other, you know, must because I I can't I can't think of anything like what what is it. Like I said, I assume safety, but the way they approach this offseason, I mean, I, I would hope it. I would hope it would be right guard, but you know, <laughs> I love to be right guard. I love it to be RB two. Um, but I mean, they just haven't attacked it like that. We'll see because this week, I think this is when players aren't accounted to the you know compensatory picks. That's right. Yep. That's so right. You, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of veterans that's been sitting out there start getting signed. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know where we at camp wise. I have no idea. No, no, um, clue, bro. But I think we, you know, I think we got enough to you know make a move or two. So I would love Landry to get signed though, because that would just kind of flesh everything out. You know, you have like Jarvis Landry could kind of be. He's kind of similar to Michael Thomas. I mean, he's not as good as Michael Thomas when Michael Thomas is, you know, back to himself. But it kind of gives you like another that type of possession wide receiver, right? Who could get the get you that yak and all that stuff. Um, so that give you him and Michael Thomas. You get back. You got Chris Olave, Dante Hardy, get downfield, and you know all that stuff. And then you know, man, Callaway, shit. Then, you know how then, you live with that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you live, boy. then you have a, but then you have an offense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like you have a, an offense like Callaway. Like you remember Trey. those days? You remember those mm-hmm. days where like eleven different receivers had caught the ball from uh, Drew Brees Drew in this game, or something like that. It was like it was just crazy stuff because it was just pick your poison. Who do we defend and all that? It's like they just forgot about those days, man. They they really did, man. Um, and hopefully, even though they drafted Chris Olave, it, it like it won't stop them from some adding some pieces, man. Like it just, I feel like Olave was the start, but it shouldn't have been just the finish. And I wouldn't be surprised just knowing this team if it was like, all right, got him, moving right along, <laughs> moving right along. Um, before we get out of here, let's do some quick hitters, just. Around like just around the NFL, no, that's trademark. But just talking about the drafts of some teams um, in the league, other than the Saints, that just really caught your eye. Um, any team just that really just kind of caught your eye in terms of in terms of the draft. Um, I like what the Jets did. Yes, the Jets. You know, I mean, it's such a bad organization. You never know how it's going to turn out. And Zach Wilson still like man. He got a lot to show. But I did like that they went and they got him, you know, Gary Wilson, you know, who should be good for them. Um, they went and got Brees Hall in the second second round to give them 
a good running game, and you know they already. Great I think pick. they drafted a. I think they drafted a, a running back last year too. who was pretty good. Uh, Michael Carter. Yeah, yes. Michael Carter. Yeah. So you know, they, look, giving your young, giving your young boy weapons. They already got Elijah Moore, um, Corey Davis, Corey Davis. Like you got something going here. Derek you know Wilson, Braxton Berrios. They like just saying just. Just like we say, said earlier, man, they they given their quarterback every reason to succeed, not a reason to fail. Exactly. So I like what they did there. And they got Jermaine Johnson, like, late in the first round. And had a pass rusher in, like, my lifetime. Can I just say that it was extremely, extremely soft? And maybe this is the whole Peyton Turner effect. But what we talked about how the great this, this draft was at, at edge rushers and how last year's wasn't. And the fact that they drafted Peyton Turner. And if you just put on Peyton Turner's film compared to Jermaine Johnson's film, it's not a comparison, not a comparison. Bro. And I was on, like, I was saying that like, I didn't understand the Jermaine Johnson going top 10 hype. Cause that was like very rich for me. But the fact that he was there at 19 and the saints didn't draft him is surprising a little bit. But again, that's the whole Peyton Turner. So exactly. thing. Exactly. Exactly. To where if they didn't take him last year, you know, they would have had a chance to draft him this year in a, in a much better DE class. Much better DE class, bro. But uh yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I I think the Ravens had an absolute oh. insanely fucking good draft, bro. It's sickening. They drafted like I, I top of my head, I I'm, I maybe forget. They drafted um Kyle Hamilton. And then they got the 23rd pick from uh, the 23rd pick uh, from, the, uh, from the Cardinals. From the Cardinals. Got their center of the future, um, entire Lindenbaum. In the second round, they drafted David Ajobo, who tore his ACL, was going to be a top 15 pick had he not injured himself on his pro day. Just a, just a, and they got two. They drafted two tight ends, I believe, even though they have the best, one of the best tight ends in the NFL, like this is how this is how you do it. This is but, how you do it. Like, but, just, but to be fair, if if we were like Ravens Twitter pie, we'd be Pittsburghers. <laughs> Lamar, <Yeah. laughs> no one is running his ass off, bro. He's gonna be looking like that Popeyes lady, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, Lord. <laughs> they said they said you want that forty million dollar contract, nigga. You about to earn it. Better run, boy. <laughs> um, can I talk about a draft? I just i i hated on a lot of levels, and I just kind of i just want to ask, what are the Bears doing with Justin Fields, bro? Just terrible. What are they doing with Justin Fields? Like their draft in terms of getting him help or not? Absolutely fucking criminal. Absolutely criminal. I, like I get, it, man. I, I get they didn't have a first round pick. I get it, noted, right? But they got and they have they easily now have the worst one of the worst wide receiving groups in football. They got Daryl Mooney, Mooney, excuse me, and that's like about it, wow. and like nothing else. A shit offensive line. They're out. Just bad, man. Just a bad, and they have a defensive a defensive head coach. 
I mean, like, imagine I just, being Justin, Justin, Justin Fields, though. Like, he had a better offense in college, bro. Bro. Like, his, his players that he had are in the NFL. <laughs> he, really fucking, he really fucking did, man. He had a better offense in college, man. He come to the NFL and play with worse players. Like, man. You know, and that just sucks because they got a new a new coaching staff. And, you know, so they wasted a year keeping Matt Nagy. So now you got to learn a new offense. And yep. it's not going to be as good. And he's going to be in year three. And everybody's like, oh, Justin Fields. We still don't know what he is and all that. It's just like, man, I just hate when teams fail a player. Like, if a player fails, it's like, okay. Right, right. Like, when teams fail a player, you never really know what they are, what they could be. That's just the worst. Worst, man. It is. It is. Um, any other teams, draft, caught your eye or anything that you can remember? I like, mean, I had to- really, like, like, I look at the Falcons, I feel like um, I feel like Terry's doing a great job. Great job, <laughs> Terry. <laughs> Keep it up, buddy. Keep it up, Terry. <laughs> um, I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Malik Willis being what a third round pick. Yeah, like, what are your thoughts on the whole quarterback thing? Like that was that was crazy. <sighs> I think that I, I mean, obviously the NFL told told us what they thought of Malik Willis as a prospect. Like that was very obvious and very evident. I just think it may be just one of those things where the NFL just overthought it. And we'll, we'll see. Right. I think the fact that he went, he was able to go to Tennessee, um, even though they don't have AJ Brown anymore is it could be a good thing for him. Cause again, he doesn't have to be the guy in Tennessee. He can wait, you know, he can sit behind Tannehill a season. Oh, I don't want maybe 10. I think Tannehill can get through a season, but We'll see, but when he's ready, he could come to a team that has a pretty decent offensive line. Um, although he's getting older and he's getting a lot of wear and tear on his body, you still have one of the best running backs in the league. Um, you don't have AJ Brown anymore, which sucks, but you do have Robert Woods when once he gets healthy, who is like the quarterback's best friend, and you have uh Traylon Burks, which I think in terms of how the way Malik plays, um, it kind of suits him better. But for him to go where he went in the third round and he he was a third quarterback taken, Desmond Ritter Ritter, before him to the Falcons, I don't know, man. Like, we heard how down the NFL was on his quarterback class, and they obviously showed it to us with their actions of of what they thought about it. Um, But I'll, I'll say this. And I, I could be very wrong, and it's not the first time I'll be wrong about a prospect. Um, and it's it's not just the Saints, right? It's the Saints, you know. If, I can't just say if this, you know, if the Saints pass, you know, Saints passing on Malik at nineteen and 40, uh, 49 or forty two or whatever pick it was in the second round that it's going to come back to bite them if it if it, if he hits and if he's great, man. Thirty one teams pass on him like the Vikings passed on Malik like six times, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, like that is telling. So if he if he hits and he becomes good, like good to great, it just tell it, it just goes back to what we've said often on this podcast about the draft process. Is humans picking humans, and sometimes even thirty two humans making the same decision could be completely fucking wrong. Um, but I'll be, you know, I'm gonna obviously 
interested to see how his career his career turns out. Uh, Desmond Ritter going to the Falcons. Cool. Like, I just, that's just, like, I, I get it. I'm a Saints fan, but, like, I saw Desmond Ritter going against Bama in the championship game and just imagine him going against the Saints defense. Ooh. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't see him with those weapons. You got, you got Drake London. Yeah, they got Drake London. They got, you know, Kyle. Kyle Pitts. Know. And you got Cordero, but that's really where it fucking stops. <laughs> like, that's it. And, you know, I saw a lot of a lot of people compared Ritter to uh, Mariota. So I Ugh. found that interesting. Um, and it's like, man, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if I see that, but. Yeah, I don't know. That to me, we'll see. And Carolina, um, they drafted Matt Corral later. Yep. I think Sam Donald, Sam Donald gonna give him a chance to play. Um at some point. I don't know, I don't know when, but Matt Corral's gonna play. Yes. Uh what the Sam Howell, where did he go? Commanders. Oh, nah. Oh. <laughs> well, you know. Let's see oh, don't, goes. don't worry, bro. Car- Carson Wentz going to give him a chance as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was just weird. And I just, it just made me wonder, like, because a lot of the inside, you know, Daniel Jeremiah and, um, you know, Carson Strong. And, Carson Strong went undrafted, by the way. Yeah, he went to UDFA. Yep. yep. Which uh, I, I did think he'd go late, but, you know. For him not to get drafted at all, like, like damn. <laughs> but uh, you know what? What kind of perplexed me was like Daniel Jeremiah, Tony Pauline, you know, all these insider guys. They do talk to teams, and so just about everybody knew. Like, figured, man, at least two would go in the top two round. I mean, in the first round, right? And a couple would go in the second. So for them to drop like that, it was like. What really happened there? It was you know it was saying? it was perplexing, man. It was perplexing. It was historical. Like there's, I mean, I don't, I don't even think that's ever happened. I mean, there, I think 2013 was the only season where one went in the first round, right? But for them to just like drop like they did into the third, fourth round, it's like I've never seen that. I've never seen that. So I don't know what was what a miscommunication was. I don't know if like teams thought other teams had higher grades on the players, and then it comes, to, it came to be that none of the teams had really high grades on grades, them. Right. I I don't know. It was weird. It was definitely definitely weird to see. Um, really quickly, you know, before we get out of here, just want to touch on uh, touch on. Excuse me. <coughs> I think I don't know. I think that's that's pretty much it. it's interesting though that both the Panthers and the Falcons drafted quarterbacks and the, and the Saints didn't, um, which again shows you you know where where they are in terms of thinking about thinking about Jameis and and you know it just it's being it's his team man huh? it's his team and he. He has to, he has to show and and take it by the rings and and and, and be the guy because it's all on him. You know, he has two years to prove it. 
then after that, it gets very, very murky. But all that said, um, I feel like, you know, we've kind of been through the draft process from the very beginning, starting with the, the senior bowl to the very end, being in Vegas for the draft. And it was a, it was, it was dope. Very dope. Um, it was an experience. It was, it was fun. Um, tiring, grinding at times, but, um, an experience I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, it's like, I, it's like I tweeted a couple of days ago. I know the Saints will have a first-round pick, you know, so we might not do a live stream next year. We might, but, um, you know, being in Nashville may, may be fun. Um, but I do have another challenge for, for our listeners. So right now we're about at 105 uh, Patreon patrons currently. Um, I want to see, you know, we average close, you know, per episode. It just depends, but maybe like 15, 1600 is, has been kind of our standard average. I want to see if we can get to 200 um, Patreons before the start of the season. So we need about 95 more people um, to become a Patreon. That's kind of our next, our next watermark to see if we can get to 200 people to be Patreons. And then, this upcoming week, I will do a um, like a raffle or a drawing that all the current Patreons right now, um, whoever you know, whoever names gets drawn, you're going to get a hashtag Saints Twitter Tumblr, um, and we're also going to get a, a hashtag Saints Twitter Tumblr out to Brian. So thank you again, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Elise. Um, you know, much much appreciated. We truly appreciate you guys. Uh, just going that extra mile um, and supporting us. You, have, you really have no idea. Um, but before we get out, anything, anything else you can think of? No, man. I just wanted to, you know, just shout out to everybody that watched the stream. Um, it was a, you know, close to a thousand views on the uh, on the Ooh. YouTube stream. Not to mention the uh, you know live stream of our Patreons that were able to zoom in and be a part of it. Like that was. Fire, bro! Like fire, man. So when we talk about the Patreon, you gotta understand, like that helps us do this. It helps us be a part of like the Senior Bowl, and you know we don't, we you know we we regular dudes that have jobs, nine to five jobs, like everybody else. So that helps us like be a part of the process. You know, teams aren't paying us, big media companies aren't paying us. Nope. Um, so we really do appreciate any contribution that comes to us. Because it really, and I want to make this podcast like huge. Like I'm already thinking about like rebranding and changing the name. Ooh, and like just making this thing like a huge platform for you know video, audio, you know something that everybody can be a part of, and just like really be like the main spot for Saints. Yep, um, Saints fans. You know. Well, I think I think what. Ideally, in a perfect world, we would want to take what I guess Saints Report has built for the number of years in terms of being like the main place for, yeah. you know, like a forum for Saints fans, but like doing that like on a social media type of scale and also not hopefully not as homer- homerific as fucking Saints Report. It, oh, it won't. God. It won't damn, be. I can't fucking stand that. Um, but like that, that's our goal, right? Um, is to, you know, and I think going back to the, the Zoom live stream and 
Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't give out credit to that idea for at least because she was a, the one that kind of, you know, kind of suggested it. You know, she was the one who suggested it to me first. It wasn't kind of. Um, I just I enjoyed it because, you know, obviously the, our name or our podcast might change in terms of it not no longer being hashtag things or podcast at some point. But like we are all fans like we're and this right. is we do this podcast. Like, the premise of just us being two fans of the Saints talking about football. That's it. Like, I don't, we don't cover the team professionally or anything like that. We just give our, our opinions as fans who have watched this team for so many years that, you know, we, we kind of know their trends and things and that that's all we, that's all we do. So for us to include everyone on, on the zoom was just special. It was enjoyable. Nat, if you, next time we meet in person, you you owe, you owe us a drink because broke broke some rules. Uh, although maybe Nat wasn't in it at the beginning, so maybe he didn't catch it. But he still, owes, still owes some fucking drinks. Nat ain't gonna give me a drink, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, we're all a community. We want to we want to make this an it inclusive. Was, it was just fun, man. At least it was that. At least sitting there, she trying to watch the Pels game and do the live stream. As soon as the Pels game ended, bro, she came out the Pels shirt. They <laughs> It's also Elise's first time using Zoom for the first time, so she <laughs> just just talking and was just on mute. Didn't know how to unmute. It was just it was a good time, man. It was it was cool, and that's and like and that's the thing, man. Like if you're not a Patreon. Like I don't mean to like hype up FOMO, but like you miss out on shit. Like the like our Discord. Uh, sometimes I I enjoy going to our Discord more than I just enjoy enjoy being on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, honestly. hell yeah. Man. Um, so our Discord, the, you know, things like that we do. Like so, anyway, stop this rambling. Say so we're at 105 Patreons right now. Our goal before the start of the season is to get to. Um, 95 patrons or 95 more patrons, so to- 200 total, 200 patrons total. Um, and the the schedule comes out in two weeks. The, the international games will be announced on Tuesday, I believe. Um, so then, when they're announced, I can book. You know, we we as a family, we're going to book our, our 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 overseas trip and the and the Saints and the Saints game. And like, think just think about this, man. Like London game. Myself, Daniel, David may all be hanging out. They, oh. they live, they live overseas, bro. Like it's just at the end of the day, we're all we're all Saints family, right? And so that's that's why we do this. But anyway, I'm gonna stop rambling. Get out of here. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all sticking with us during draft season. I understand there's gonna be, you know, kind of a lull because because besides rookie mini camps and all that ain't hey, nothing. And then there's going to be many can't like nothing's going to like, it's going to be a dead period. So we got some things in mind to kind of bridge the gap in terms of make sure there's not nothing going on that we're not talking about, but we appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. We're going to get out of here. We got that. We're out. Peace. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.